0: afternoon, (laughs) Bree. Thank you for being on. So I'm going to just um, start the podcast today. Um, First of all, thank you for being available. I think it's going to be a great, great podcast today for a number of reasons, but I just wanted to just do a quick intro to Wonder Woman in Business. This is our official fourth episode. This is a brand new podcast and Wonder Woman in Business is really about talking to successful leaders women leaders who are doing things to shape and change their industries and who are also doing things really to empower other women authentically and truthfully. And so my name is Jasmine Sandler. I am the host. I'm the CEO of a company called JS Media here in New York with a satellite office in Beverly Hills and we are a full service media and marketing agency. And in the last several years, I've noticed this real gravitation that I've had with uh, women And Supporting women and that's the reason that I started this podcast is really to get on with women that are doing things to help women in areas like diversity inclusion and equality and the things that we battle so today's guest is Brie Noble and uh Brie is a powerhouse, I think, in the music industry, and uh, she's going to tell us all about you know, how she started, how she got to where she is today. Um, she's going to talk a little bit about her summit that she holds, as well as her podcast, uh, as well as her book. And uh, so welcome, Brie. Thank you for being on today.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be on the fourth episode. I actually didn't know that it was this new. So that's, that's pretty awesome. I feel yeah. honored. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know, I was looking for great women in music and, you know, or you were the one of the first people that popped up. So, so if you wouldn't mind, tell us a little bit, because, you know, I can't really do you justice. <laughs> so can you tell us about your background, you know, in music as an entrepreneur and a little bit about how you
1: got here today? Sure. So my background is obviously as a musician. I grew up singing, performing any chance, anytime I had the chance. Um, High school choir, high school solo competitions, college. I was a um, performing artist in an ensemble that went around and promoted the school. And we made a few tape, well, because it was tapes back then, not even CDs. That yeah. tells you how old I am. Um and, you know, just got the chance to perform all over the place in the Western States. And I absolutely loved it. Had a degree, got a degree in music, got a little bit practical along the way and decided to get a double degree in business, just in case smart. the music thing didn't work out. It wasn't I wasn't that I was thinking ahead like, oh, I need to combine music and business. I wasn't that smart back then. So <laughs> it was more like this is my fallback plan. Yeah. Um, so I got a degree in business with an emphasis in accounting and management. And after I left school, because the school didn't prepare me at all to know how to actually have a career in music, like I just had no idea what to do.
0: Yeah, I left I've heard in, that from a lot of musicians. Oh
1: my gosh, I know. Yeah. It's it's frustrating because you put all this money and you come out this amazing musician, but then it's like, now what? So I um, went into the corporate world and worked as an accountant and a manager and Oh. ended up becoming a director of finance at an opera company uh, how one interesting the, yeah one of the top 15 opera companies in the US down in orange county california mm-hmm. and it was it was awesome because i got to go to operas for free got to meet all the artists it's and nice. you know sit in the front row and go to the fancy parties and and that right. was it was really fun for a while But the whole time I was there, I was really wanting to have my own music career, not an opera, but I wanted to be a singer songwriter. Mm -hmm. And I really just didn't know how to get started. And I did all the things that I think a lot of starting out musicians do. You go on Recycler, you try to find, you know, collaborators and bands to be in. Oh, I know all all about it, pretty. Oh, that kind of stuff. I'm on band four. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So many times it just ends in disaster. At least it did for me. Of not finding the right fit and just Mm. always trying to fit into somebody else's mold, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And so, you know, here I was at the opera hanging out with all these creative opera singers, watching them living their dreams, and I was just working in the back office, cutting them paychecks. So finally, I just said, you know what, I need a change. I really want to pursue music. I had had my first daughter. And so I left the opera company and started working just part time from home and part of the reason was so I could figure out this music thing, so I yeah. could really create a you know a career for myself and It was kind of around the same time, although I was still kind of coming around to it that I was like, "You know what i've got to figure out how to do this on my own this is this yeah. whole band thing is not working." I'm wasting a lot of time already. I'm 32 and nothing has happened, you know? Mm, Yeah. (laughs) And so I'm like, I need to do it on my own terms. And then I started to realize, well, I have this whole business background, you know, entrepreneurship. I took all these classes. Why am I not combining these? And that was Mm. where I kind of had my light bulb moment of why am I not building my music career just like any small business would build if, you know, a bakery moved in down the street and needed to get customers you know what would they do well they would they would go out and and do like pers- you know one-to-one marketing they would yeah of do, course you know, on the ground know. like grassroots kind of marketing they would give out free samples they would you know all those kinds of things I'm like why am I not doing this in my music business instead I'm waiting for somebody else to like hand me a career or like Crown me now, you know. I now dub you, you know, real musician, and now you can go out and and do a, a career. Yeah. And so once I combined like those business principles with what I wanted to do in music, and just went out there and started doing it, and mm. just really, you know, putting these things into practice and getting in there and getting scrappy and all that. Yeah. That was when I started having you know success and and building a career and recorded an album, booked a bunch of oh. mini tours and, and all that stuff. While I still had a baby, like I would actually, she wow. was about That's incredible by the, when I started dragging her around on tour and stuff. Uh, yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that, that is honestly amazing. Um, So you talked about a few things that I find are very common for the women that I've had on this podcast. And obviously the women that I've been supporting as clients for many years is this like you said you were you couldn't just stand around and wait for somebody to hand you a career. you know you had to be persistent, you had to use your experience, uh, leverage what you knew in business so and I know a lot a lot of struggling artists and musicians i so one of my missions is actually to support them in personal branding development, mm. so um, talk about how you used you know your i guess your very tangible characteristics to to make changes. Like, you know, can you give an example of when things were down? Because you had a lot going on. You had a child and all these other things. So anything, any specific point that you can talk about where you thought it was a hurdle that you overcame or a hill that you achieved, you know, something yeah, around that.
1: Totally. And, and this is one that I really see a lot of musicians experience. And when I started talking about this, I got a lot of people going, oh my gosh, I totally know what this is like. And I'm still stuck in that. And that is, that I felt like I needed to have a band. Like Mm. I couldn't just go out there and perform as a solo artist. I'm a keyboard player, piano player, you know? And so I thought, oh, I'm just, it's too boring. You (laughs) need to go out there with me and my keyboard or me and my piano. Like no one's going to want to watch that. And so I always just had this, I need to have a band. I need to have a band. And so when I stopped trying to fit myself into other people's bands, and I decided, okay, I'm going to form my own band. And I did. And these guys were great. I love these guys. They loved my music. They were totally behind me, but they all had day jobs. Ah. So I could not book anything, Mm. hardly, except on like a Saturday night, sometimes a Friday night, and sometimes a Sunday afternoon, and it had to be local. And so I couldn't do tours. And, you know, I felt like I've got this three-year-old. I'm totally mobile. I'm Mm. still working part-time. I can totally go off and tour, but I'm tied down by this band. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't their fault. Like this was just a hobby that they wanted to do. They weren't focusing on having a career. And so mm-hmm. that was the hurdle that like, I needed to say, okay, number one, I have to get over this idea that I have to have a band. And number two, I had to get confident enough to play and sing at the same time and be an entertainer as a solo artist. And mm-hmm. that was a huge hurdle for me because I had just never been very good at playing and singing at the same time like I could do it with a band but I knew that yes. if I screwed up they'd keep going and you know what I mean and I the do, I do. I'm
0: in a band and I left a band <laughs> and I know exactly what you're talking about it's not easy
1: no it isn't and so, so, tell us story.
0: Like, so yeah so where did you go from there did well, you well go- I just
1: had to like just focus on practicing these, you know, say 10 songs Mm -hmm. as much as I could, just me and my keyboard. And like, I Mm -hmm. would literally set it up where my daughter was my audience. So I felt like I had a little (laughs) bit of pressure, stress, you know? Yeah. And we would, you know, I would just practice every single day. And I did that for a month Mm -hmm. and started out thinking I'll never get there. And after a month, I'm like, yeah, i probably make one or two mistakes every song, but it sounds pretty good. You know, I think I could do this. And that's yeah. when I was started to book. Mm, that's that's
0: fantastic. So tell us a little bit about now that you how you've taken, so here's your individual career, right? <clears throat> but talk a little bit about your summit and how you're helping other musicians.
1: Absolutely. So I have to kind of bridge the gap of how I got from a, a musician that was working and touring and all that to where I am now, which is That along the way, I met so many amazing female artists that I just got this idea that I wanted to support them and create a platform for them. So I created Women of Substance Radio, which was this online radio station back in 2007. Mm -hmm. And, you know, along the way, like as I was touring, I was doing this thing, the radio thing, and then. As I ended up deciding to stay home and stop touring because I, I had a second daughter and they got older and they wanted me around and they didn't mm-hmm. want to tour because they were in school. So yeah. I um, I started expanding more with the the radio station, eventually turned it into a podcast. Okay, And I found that with all these women, they had amazing music, but a lot of them didn't have any idea how to promote it. I might have been the first place that ever promoted their music in any way because they just, they didn't. They thought they needed a label or a manager or something to tell them how to do it. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of where I moved into the space of helping female musicians because I had this huge list of female musicians I was already working with, with the radio station and podcast. It was a natural transition for me. So in like 2015, I opened the Female Musician Academy and we're going to go into our fifth year now in June of basically teaching female artists marketing and the business side and being a support system for them and somewhere for them to turn where they can get, um, you know, group coaching when they have issues and they're trying to work through things in their career and they don't know where to turn and they feel super isolated and alone. They've got, you know, we've got their back. Wow.
0: That's amazing. So tell us a little bit about, tell me a little bit about that, how that works and do you have other people supporting you on that? You know, and, and what's, the, what's the process like for the musician?
1: Um, so we have a, a backbone of training in there based upon my five stages of music career growth. This, that's what my entire book is about that you mentioned, The Musician's yep. Profit Path. Mm-hmm. And so we've got like, you know, video training and all that based upon that, based upon what stage you're in right now and how you can get to the next stage. Mm-hmm. And then we've got several different courses supporting that. We've got now we're up to one live call a week where people could come mm. on zoom like we are yeah. and, you know, ask questions and, and get help when things are happening. Like, you know, they're trying to book a tour and they're, they're like, well, I tried to talk to this person at this venue and you know, they're ignoring me, you know, what should I do? When am I too pesty? You know, they just want to feel like they're not making all these decisions alone. And Mm -hmm. that, you know, they can learn from the experience of others. So we're at the point now that we've got a call every week, I've brought on someone just very recently to help me out as far as, um, she, her expertise, her expertise is more in booking and, Mm -hmm. um, vocal performance. And so she can kind of handle that side. I am more about the marketing and all the business stuff and organization and goal setting and everything and then i've got my wonderful community manager who just makes sure everyone's taken care of and they know what's happening when and and you know they feel like they're a part yeah. of the
0: community. Yeah, that's wonderful. <clears throat> that's wonderful. So, so the book you mentioned. So, did that they came out this year, right?
1: It did. It came out January 2019. Okay. And it's it's basically i started creating this framework of the five stages of music career growth because i have people coming to me in my academy at all different stages. Mm. And I realized, well, I can't, for this person that's in what I call the foundation stage, like they're just starting out. Something that I would tell someone that was further along is not going to work for this person because they haven't built their foundation first. They don't have any fans, Mm. you know, so getting them to go out and, you know, do a big PR campaign when they haven't figured out their brand yet and they have no website, you know, (laughs) Sure, I know. You probably
0: know about that. Well, that's that's what we do. You know, it's right. very much about taking them through stages and having different <clears throat> programs to suit them, you know, based on what they have. And I'm sure you do help them with the development of their content or shaping of that content, right?
1: Yep, yep, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. What to talk to the, about, you know, talk to their fans about and, yeah. you, know, how, you know, how to engage with fans on live streaming and all that kind of stuff. And um, so, yeah, it's just... Because of that five stages that I developed there, I just decided, well, you know, why not expand this into a book so people can have it with them, you know, if they get the physical paperback copy. Sure. And, you know, wh- wh- wherever they are, they can, you know, check in and make sure that they're moving toward their next goal. And mm-hmm. also to serve all the guys out there because I have focused on females. And right. obviously you're doing that too. And that's awesome. I love it. But a lot of guys are like, is it okay if I'm on your email list or sure, I to learn yeah. a lot from your stuff? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, absolutely. But this is a way that I can serve them and give them something tangible that they can do and learn from and use as a framework without, cause I don't allow guys in the Academy. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I want to make sure I'm serving uh, as many people as I can.
0: Yeah. It's funny that you say that because um, as I said, you know, I started this podcast because there was this natural, it was not designed. I tell everyone that, that uh, you know, As I was doing my, I run a conference and do all these other things. I noticed that my audience was eighty percent female, but not by design. It's just that women, I see in my work, are are starting to really take their careers more seriously and step forward, develop their own voice. And yesterday, had I was had a lovely woman on, a partner at a pretty large law firm here in New York. Uh, and she runs something called the Quorum Initiative, which is really cool. Actually, you should check it out. It's um, it's advancing uh, women, female executives. It's she's doing a lot of great mm-hmm. things. And uh, we were talking about the the importance of inclusion of men in anything that you're doing, that I'm doing, that Meg is doing. I mean, it is not any insular in any way. I don't think. And I think that men. You know, a help to lift women and men should be involved you know yes. so um it's it 's not to exclude them like you said I, I love that you said that um so question for you in the book again, you know, I deal with a lot of you know here in this audience and people that we deal with at my company you know there 's a lot of different creative professionals, and I would put entrepreneurs on the same line in that their challenge that when they come to me and my company is that they have problems focusing or problems with productivity. So do you have like three tips to share maybe that come from your book or your academy that you think are um, starter points to get creative professionals moving forward?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And actually, I think my next book is probably gonna be on this because this is something I I talk about a little bit in the book, but um, it's a big point that I focus on in the academy and that I, I like people to focus on five goals every Mm. 90 days. And the way I have them go about this is that they do a huge brainstorm and figure out all the things that they wanna do because as creatives, we have so many ideas and so many aspirations. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, all the things that aren't within those five goals that you choose are like your enemy. They are your red shiny balls. Because they're
0: robbing your time. Yes. Yes, they're I robbing know. your
1: time and your mental space. Your mental space. You know which is limited. Right. Yes, which is right? yeah, definitely yeah. Is, the older definitely. we get, I think, the more yeah, limited you're funny. I feel like my you're funny. I
0: no, I agree with you. There's limited <laughs> timing. You have to be super focused and very specific. I love it. So five yeah. goals and within five 90 goals. days, which is perfect. It's all about mm-hmm. being smart back in my IBM days, right? Measurable results and everything. Yes. And yes. then okay, and then and then what are they, how do you take them through that? So
1: Um, I take them basically through doing the whole brainstorm thing of, I try to get them to at least write down 25 things that they've thought about that they want to do. Mm -hmm. And then I have them kind of group them and then I have them, they need to then make decisions. And the second thing that I have them do, once they've focused on these goals, then I want them to take all the things that they didn't choose Mm -hmm. and put them in what I call um, an inspiration vault, which means that Nice. It's all the things you wanted to do, but mm-hmm. you can't do them now, but you don't want to forget about them. Cause I think that's the other thing that happens. Like we, we're trying to hold all this in our brain and we're like, I don't want to forget to do that. So I better go start doing it now. Yeah. You know, and, and, then then it becomes,
0: and then it becomes a million things. The, the word that I hate is incomplete, right? Because, yes. because I, I mean, I educate so many entrepreneurs, even on my, even, you know, creative professionals that we work with, designers, whatever, you know, it's, it's about completion. Right. And I think definitely yeah. with musicians. Um, so that's great. I said, I love it. Would you say the inspiration inspiration,
1: inspiration? vault? And what I, and I call it a vault because things mm. can go in, but they can't come out until after the 90 days. So like, if cool. you're, you know, if you're, Let's just say you're out for a walk and all of a sudden this like great line comes to you for a song or a great idea. Oh, I know. Don't go home and start writing that song. You Mm -hmm. need to like just record a little snippet or write down or whatever will help you remember and then lock it away into this inspiration vault. However you put it on your computer or you can do real paper. You can put it in your phone, you know, somewhere where you're keeping track of these things, but it's out of your head and out of mind. Mm -hmm. So you're not thinking about it and it's not distracting you. But you didn't lose it.
0: You didn't lose it. I love it. Um, I love it. I think it's, it's critical. Yeah. Cri- critical. Also, yep. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is something that I deal with, with my own business and with my clients and people I work with. You know, I think it's about, for the creative professionals that we deal with, it's about, fi- and any entrepreneur, right, finding what's working. Because I'm sure that singers, songwriters, musicians, and as I know, right, come up with pieces and maybe it's not maybe i don't know if it's the right fit so you know do you help them through that you know to help them really define if it's five goals within the 90 days are you cuz i don't know me i'm very brutally honest with people <laughs> i don't i don't cuz i don't care you know because at the end of the day if if you're going to pay for services you should help somebody get to the next level right so right i mean you should you shouldn't babysit or baby code or candy code anything so do you help them to really define what you think would be the most successful optimal i guess project for them
1: yeah and i mean in some cases i don't know them inside and out like they're not a one-on-one client so i don't know everything about them but the big thing that i help them with is really honing these in because a lot of times i'd be like okay smart goals and then they'll give me something that is so general yeah, there's no course. way to measure whether you achieved it or not And you know, so they you know work on my album like that is not a goal, right?
0: Yeah, at least they write this album
1: done by this date, and it's at least they write something down. (laughs) Yeah, it's better better than nothing. I help them hone that in. Yeah, and that's what I find that I do the most work in when they show me their goals is is just trying to get them to like make it measurable, make it specific, right? And you know, we've already got the time bound taken care of with the ninety days. But a lot of times it's just, there's no way to measure what it is that they're, they're talking about. And, mm-hmm. and then, so then after that, you get the goals, then you break it down into the, the smaller steps and things that you can actually put on a task list or in somewhere like Asana, um, mm-hmm. which I actually, I love sauna for individual entrepreneurs because it's a way to get up in the morning and say, okay, these are the things I need to do today. And have already thought that through based upon your goals. So you're not getting up every day going, okay, now what am I going to do? I think that's the biggest thing with entrepreneurs and musicians that like quit their job and start doing music. Nobody's there telling them what to do every day. Yeah. A lot of times they show up and they're like, okay, I've got three hours to work on music. And they're like, okay, what do I do? You know, and then they spend an hour figuring out which thing they should be working. Oh on.
0: my God. Every time, every, every rehearsal <laughs> session, Brie, I wish I could send them while Well, they're all on my singing YouTube channel. It's like, uh, so is two hours enough time for rehearsal? God, no. It's like four hours. Uh-huh. People come in, right. You know, and then they're rehearsing and practicing and it's like, okay, time is up. We need to do something. And I think, but it's, a, it's an analogy to entrepreneurs, right? So yep. I love, I love that you're talking about that. Um, I think it's especially important for creative professionals, right? But I, like I said, I, I feel like the creative professional, like one of my books is for both of them, but it's the creative professional and the entrepreneur, they have the same <clears throat> same type of challenges. So question for you, I'm going to go in a little different direction, if you don't mind, is, yeah. is, is let's talk about women. I mean, the, really, this podcast is for and to support women. Um, so do you, in your work with women in the academy, are there... Any, um, I would say, inherent characteristics in the in women that you deal with versus maybe male clients that you've either collaborated with or you know have hired you before, where um, there's specific action steps that women need to take or get over. Anything specific about women, female musicians? I mean, I have my own theories, but yeah,
1: I mean, there totally is, and I. I mean, I love this question and I hate this question because I know that it's true, but I also don't want people to get upset with me and like putting people in a box. You know, men are this way, women are this way. But in my experience, you know, the women are definitely more emotional. And that's one thing I talk about, and not like emotional, like I'm falling apart emotional, like just in tune with their emotions, right? So that's not a bad thing. No, not at all. It's a good thing. And in my book, one thing I do in every stage, I talk about the emotions that you'll experience. And I find that I get so much connection on women about this section, whether I'm doing it on a webinar or in person or they're reading my book, like, thank you for talking about the emotions. Because when we feel these emotions, we tend to, especially if they're difficult emotions, you know, of, Mm. of, of impatience or um, fear or doubt or any of those things, you know, um, lack of confidence. We always think that we're crazy or we're, you know, we feel alone. Like, could anyone else be feeling this way? Is it just me? That kind of thing. And just calling those out and say like, Hey, in this stage of your career, it's totally normal for you to feel like this. Yeah. And that's really been where, and, and also just giving them a space to talk about their emotions In the academy, we always have something that's called True Talk Tuesday. And I encourage them to, like, look, share what is really bothering you. Like, what are you stuck on right now? What are you feeling overwhelmed by? Um, And there's so much support there. Like, if someone comes in there and says, you know what, I'm just, I have. I am so having stage fright. I'm just afraid to go out there and Mm -hmm. perform or I don't feel like I'm good enough or whatever. They'll get so much support and so much like I remember when I went through that and this is how I got through it and that kind of um, support that will get them through. I mean, it's not therapy, but it's just that power of the group backing you and understanding, feeling understood.
0: Yeah. Feeling like you're not alone, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. I love it, True Talk Tuesday. <laughs> it, I thought it would be a t- tongue twister, but it's not so bad. No, I, I really do like it. I think it's great. And I think that's what, that's what it is. Um, and that's why, you know, that's one of the reasons I started this podcast is, is, you know, women entrepreneurs, I found, you know, it's, you know, they feel like they have to be, we have this conversation all the time in my office. They feel like they have to be stronger, quote unquote, stronger, Right. Mm-hmm. and men to get ahead and all of that and i see it in their faces i observe a lot of people and i i right. see that they they might be isolating themselves because they have to appear strong and then at the end of the day they might go home and crumble <laughs> right yeah. so we hey everybody's like that it's cool but i mean we don't want that so so i love that you do that and i think more women do need to reveal their emotions their feelings You know, their challenges, um, with each other, because one great thing about women I know is that we are very supportive of each other. And I and um I don't know if you looked at my bio, but I I am the president of the hockey players in business, Mm. which is here in New York City because I play hockey. But anyway, so um, but all my members are men and I see I see them get supported. They hand each other jobs. I mean, good for them. And so why can't women do the same thing? And I think that women should, and we should reach out to each other. So I really appreciate that you're, you're doing that. Um, so next question is about, you know, you're doing something great for women. Do you have a, like a specific personal mission or objective, you know, besides running a business, right? Cause we all do that, but you know, right. just on a personal philosophical level for, for helping women, are there any boundaries or bars that you want to cross borders with, you know, through the everyday work that you
1: do? I mean, definitely started out as making a platform for women so they can, their music can be heard Mm. and then it became supporting them. So, I mean, what I really want to do is just make it possible, provide the resources so these women can get their music out into the world because so many of them have so much to say, so much talent and I'm afraid that if they don't get the support they need and they're not able to learn how to create an income from it, they're gonna give up. And then the world is gonna be you know, lost on this amazing music that they could yeah. have created.
0: I, 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 I love mm. it, Brie, fir- my first, no, my second uh, guest on this podcast is a woman, Alexandra Harper, and she runs an organization here in New York and also in LA um, called Women of Culture. And mm-hmm. So what she does is she's, well, she's super cool. So she curates art events, right? Um, for women. And she puts on these VIP experiences. I'm actually going to my first event this Sunday. I'm excited. But on the podcast, we, ta- uh, we talked about, well, I love art. So we were talking about art and we were talking about, you know, all the famous artists that we all know, right? Like if you think about them, mainly men, right? If you think about Raphael and Michelangelo yep. and Matisse and Monet and blah, 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 Picasso. I mean, I could go on, I love art. So she was saying, what's interesting is I didn't go to art school, but she did. And so she was talking about the fact that there were a lot of women that were also commissioned that also did great work, but you've never heard of them. Mm. And I was a little bummed out to hear that because there's all these women that have passed away Mm. in our history in art that we've never, we've never heard of. And I think the same thing goes for, but the same thing goes for music. I I've only been doing music for four years. So I'm a, I'm an amateur, but you know, I, but I'm a marketing person. So I market the music anyway. Um, but I have, you know, I surround myself with a lot of female musicians and I do see that these people are like brilliant and they let the fact that like, I have a friend that, um, has an off-Broadway musical and she's been having a hell of a time getting producers and money and all this, and she wants to give up. And I think that, um, yeah, I think it's really important that we do support each other in any way that we can. Otherwise our voices aren't gonna be heard. So I, I really love your mission because I think it's it's critical that otherwise there might be the next Michelangelo of music, right? That doesn't who's a woman who never gets heard no,
1: wouldn't that be terrible? I mean it would I mean it, it would
0: be honestly <clears throat> terrible. Yeah. So um so yeah, so I think I think that now do you think there's ways that because I've come across this personally now I'm in my fourth band and I'm and I want to start a band of all females that's where mm-hmm. I'm at right now in music <laughs> um because I've had a tough time working with men and um in music so so do you think there are any tips you can share or stories you can share about how women and men can support each other in music you know to help women like have, have you seen any instances where men have collaborated with women or you know in your years in the music business and industry?
1: Well, I mean, there absolutely are. And, I, and the band that I created before I disbanded that to go on tour alone, like, they were all men. It was me and, and men. Mm-hmm. And they were amazing. Like, yeah, they, cool. They were just so behind my mission. Mm. And, that, you know, they weren't, like, all, you know, ego or anything. Or I want to do my song. Uh, or, yeah. You know, they were just like, hey, mm-hmm. I love your music. I want to help make, you know – spread the word about your music and I enjoy playing it.
0: I love it. So how and did it you-
1: can be that way? You just have to find the right guys, you know, the guys that don't have the ego going on.
0: Well, that, and that's the issue that I've come across and I'm sure, not just me, I'm sure everybody. So, um, so you just happened to kind of fall upon them or you, you'd kind of searched. I mean,
1: I interviewed them and I found I found one really amazing guy and then he started bringing in his friends of bands that he had worked with before. Okay. And because he was awesome, you know, all the people that he brought in were also like him, mm. very humble, humble, very serving, you know, yeah. but also very good. Yeah. Mature and talented. That's amazing. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, okay, there <laughs> might be some like humble serving people that aren't very good players. So you need somebody that's both. Yeah, well, but you also need a leader and that's you,
0: right? Yeah. You, need a, you need a. And leader. they were totally okay with me being the leader. Which that, and awesome. I was going to say, and people that respect a leader. Yes. So, so that's really cool. So I know we don't have a lot of time left. Um, I, I'm sure I'll bring you back on and maybe it'll be physically when I get out to LA or maybe when you come to New York. Right. I mean, that would be better. I'd love but, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah i love it. Then. But, um, but you know, so for the musicians, and I think this also extends to creative professionals cause I deal with all different types, right? Filmmakers, artists, blah, 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 blah. Um, anything that you have coming up, any events, any initiatives, any programs that they where, where they can get a taste of how you can help them that you want to talk about?
1: Well, I mean, definitely my academy, that is my, my focus. And like I said, I'm just starting to really expand the academy even more as we get more members. And we have about 180 members right now. And so I'm kind of really focusing this summer, especially because I'm also moving back to Southern California. So I've got that going Uh on and I'm um, focusing on just really making the training in there as top notch and, and streamlined as possible and also having, you know, more support for them Mm-hmm. On a weekly basis, and so that's really my focus right now. We just finished up our Profitable Musicians Summit 2019, which was our second one um, that I partner with with Steve Pal Freeman of the Music Launch Hub. That was in April. It ended on May first, and okay. we'll hopefully, you know, God willing, we'll be doing another one mm-hmm. next year, our third annual. We'll we'll have to talk about that, but it went really sure. well, and people learned a ton. Um, from all of the experts that we brought in for that, so those that's those are kind of my two major things that I do throughout the year.
0: Okay, great. So, what what website can my audience go to to learn more? What's your website? They
1: can go to um, brenoble.com. B r e e n o b l e. .com it's also the same website Fem Musician, but people have a little it's fe musician female entrepreneur well that's music. how i
0: that's actually how yeah, i Yeah
1: yeah sometimes I was people for are like
0: is there two female F- musician F- leaders that's you
1: yeah femmusician.com <laughs> and then if they want to check out the academy it's female musician academy.com
0: all right very cool and do you have any of your own music on there that we can listen to
1: um, you can find me on, on Spotify and, and CD baby. I'm, my own music is, is generally inspirational acoustic singer, songwriter and Christian.
0: Really? Okay. Uh-huh. Well, I'll check it out and I'll support it. And as awesome. we, all, as we you. all should. So again, thank you so much. Um, really, honestly, it's been a pleasure. I can't actually wait to meet you in person.
1: And that will be so fun. Yeah, yeah. Tell me when you're coming to LA.
0: Yeah, any chance, believe me, ask anybody. I'm like, I'm like I'm like always I'm a JetBlue reward person. I'm always like mm. LA New York, LA New York. So, I'd love to, definitely. Um good luck with everything and um yeah. So we'll, So thanks, everybody, for joining us today. And uh, this episode will be up on I, the new Wonder Woman in Business podcast iTunes channel next week. So you can catch uh, us on there. And uh, please provide any comments here on Facebook or send us an, any information on the Wonder Woman in Business Facebook page. Thank you, Brie. Take care.
1: Thank you. It's been so
0: fun. Yes. Okay.